And now we go live to the final day of the Labour Party conference, where Deputy Leader Tom Watson is giving his rescheduled keynote speech. The Prime Minister wants a Brexit election, but I don't think we should give it to him on his terms. I don't believe there is such a thing as a good Brexit deal, which is why I think we should advocate for Remain. It's what the overwhelming majority of Labour Party members, MPs and trade unionists believe too. We should unambiguously and unequivocally back Remain. We should back Remain not for electoral or tactical reasons, but because it is the right thing to do for the country at this time of greatest crisis since the Second World War. So let's deal with Brexit in a referendum where every person can have their say and then come together and fight an election on Labour's positive social agenda on our own terms, not on Boris Johnson's Brexit do or die. Brexit, 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 We'll roll out. We'll roll out collective bargaining to enable workers to get their fair share of what they produce. And yes, we'll bring in a real living wage of at least £10 an hour. We'll end the barbaric rollout of universal credit. We'll cap rents and we'll build the million new homes that our people need. Oh, absolute beauty. <laughs> yeah. You just love it, don't you? Arm John McDonnell. <laughs> <laughs> Arm him immediately. Yeah. Oh. Right, welcome to Podcasting is Praxis. We're back again on our bullshit. And it's been a fucking week. It's always a week in this in this in this climate. Yeah. It, it's <laughs> it been at like. least a month of constant weeks. The journey. Like, do you remember when we thought that we could do deep dive episodes into subjects and like, <laughs> people and explain what, what's going to happen. Yeah, this is going to be super organised. All clearly <laughs> defined. This is what this week is. Yeah, nice schedules, timetables released all in advance and instead here we are. Hmm. Here we fucking are. We are finally getting to the climate change episode at some point soon. Um, that will be in the bank and will be released in the near future. Uh, we are working on it, but Unfortunately, news keeps fucking happening, so here we are. <laughs> things keep happening. Why can't things stop happening? Why won't it all just end? Ah, the Lib Dem manifesto. <laughs> <laughs> Revoke the news. L- Lib Dem manifesto is that things should remain exactly as they are. <laughs> exactly as they were in 2006, 2007. That would be ideal. 2012. Yeah, that's... Specifically... James Bond and the Queen jumped out of the helicopter! 
Yeah. <laughs> the Industrial Revolution is all really fit, really healthy, primarily white people walking around in complete non-polluting industries somehow, and that's just 2012 over and over again. Somehow covered in non-recyclable confetti. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, a fucking Groundhog Day, except every day is the Olympics opening ceremony. Yeah, that's, that's all they want. Oh. oh, well, anyway, let's get on to something more positive. All right, hi. <laughs> uh, hi, I'm Alistair. Um, I've been... I wasn't on last week's episode because I was uh, fully in- engaged in my uh, WoW Classic cocoon, which I emerged from yesterday, just in time for all the politics. Yes, yeah, Xander. Uh, only two of my blackface picks remain to be found. Chop, chop, people. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that was I'm... this week. <laughs> God, I forgot all about it. <sighs> At uh, least it's nice to know we're not the only dysfunctional fucking country in the world. <laughs> We've always anyway. been a dysfunctional country, let's be honest. It's just been... Well, yeah, we just skin... shipped our problems out to them. Mate, yeah. mate. I'm from the Middle East. You have a lot to learn about dysfunction yet. No, you, a lot of yours came from us as well. To be fair, yeah, that is true. Uh, well, uh, well, Israel's a democracy. Um... <laughs> All right. <laughs> Pretty sure the Balfour Declaration was us. It was you. <laughs> um, speaking of, I'm Ben, and I dislike capitalism. Well, well, that's some strong language. Yeah, wow. got to tone it down, man. That's too extreme for this day and age. Hi there, this is Seb, uh, back again from last week. I've spent the last couple of days not at the Labour conference, just outside it, um, holding a sign. No, I've been going to the World Transformed instead. Which was I was going to say, Ian fun. Austin, what are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm David, I've spent the last week counting all the words Brexit from the Lib Dem conference and editing it as the fucking theme, which took me two and a half fucking hours. My hero. Oh. It's a labour of love, people. Oh, Christ. Right, okay. Um, yeah, so, Tom Watson. Tom Watson, our boy, has been at it again. Well, I suppose he's been at it. He's always at it. But um, we almost stopped him being at it with our um, hero, John Landsman, um, head honcho at Momentum. <laughs> But, I'd just um, like to point out that Tom Watson was not almost fired. No. Because I don't think it counts as being fired if your role <laughs> is abolished. Oh, sorry. Made redundant. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so allow, allow me to rephrase that. Uh, Tom Watson was almost boiled alive in boiling acid. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately, the vote, um, which was on the Friday before conference, um, yep. yeah. was one vote short of having a supermajority in the NEC. Um, which would have meant that it would have been in order um, and the post of deputy Labour leader would have been dissolved, much like the much blind uh, Labour students, which is essentially um, a test tube where they grow out Blair clones. But, um, <laughs> not, the not great factory. rate recently. We've not seen many of those Blair clones. Well, no. I mean, well, Labour's the, gotten really good at shutting down pipelines just recently. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the Labour students are a big pile of shit because it was what something like ninety thousand members, I think, and it had an electorate of five hundred. Yeah, which, which, which is, is fine. 
Yeah, which is um, something sounds reminds me very much of um, one um, Tom Wattsman's um, constituency voting to trigger button. But well, <laughs> here we are. Um, yeah, and uh, supposedly Corbyn and John McDonnell weren't aware of uh, John Landsman's uh, manoeuvres to kick him out, which is, um, I don't know, I find that so- somewhat hard to believe, but I mean, that seems to be mm. what everyone's um, everyone's come out with. Uh, so on the Saturday where they were going to have another vote where it would have been in order and therefore have just required a simple majority on the NEC, um, to dissolve John, uh, to, dissolve, to dissolve Tom Watson, um, Corbyn said no, we're not doing that. And um, you know, Tom Tom Watson went on the news saying, "Oh look, I've seen him off, I've won," and uh, everyone sort of went, "Yeah, yeah, all right, mate." Because Corbyn took yeah. pity on you. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, essentially, he's seen nobody off. I mean, his entire job's still in jeopardy because the 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 way that. Corbyn basically said, no, that's not happening. Mm. Here's what's going to happen instead was a full review into mm. the entire position of the deputy leadership. Yeah, he's so basically on he... warning at this point. You know, this is... Like possibly there'll be a requirement for him to actually do the job. Mm. So well, I mean, it's, technically there's no job as it is, but he could mm. end up in a position yeah, where he's literally doesn't... just called the deputy leader and it means fuck all. He does fuck all anyway. He hasn't done yeah. his... Well, he does, he does fuck all, but it should, like, it is actually the fallback leader if something yeah. happens to the yeah. actual leader. And... Now, that, obviously that's a dangerous fucking position and, the other you know, thing... any time, but especially now. The yeah. other thing is the fact he's um, the digital culture and... Um... What is it? DCMS. Uh, Media and Sport. Media and Sport uh, Secretary for Labour. He doesn't fucking do that either. All he spends his fucking time doing is trying to um, cut the legs out from under Corbyn and uh, the Labour left. And it's, you know... Uh, That's not true. He's very, <laughs> very involved with the media. He likes <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah, he's probably spending a lot of time playing WoW as well. <laughs> Oh, uh, I would I would absolutely roll on his server just to gank him if I knew. What that. <laughs> <laughs> this is I do think it would be like throwing the baby out of the bathwater to just do away with the deputy role altogether. Uh, I, I, I would like it, us to be using that to like elevate like someone new, like you know Laura Pidcock gets uh, yeah, raised well, a lot in discussions about who, who folks would rather were the deputy leader or. Uh, Rebecca Long Bailey, Angela Rayner. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's a few names that always kind of crop yeah, up what, from the left of the party. Yeah. Yeah. What really, really needs to happen is, yeah, uh, you know, like this, the the move to to democratise the Labour Party as a whole, um, mm. which has sort of lost its momentum to a degree. Um, ideally, um, you know, the deputy leader would be able to be removed with something other than, uh, you know, uh, whatever percentage of Labour MPs it is that need to... 20, 10, yeah. 20, 20 20, yeah, I think it was. It's, it's, uh, I can't remember if it's a percentage, but at the moment I know it's 20. Um, yeah, as a percentage, I can't remember the number, but yeah. as a percentage. But yeah, basically, just so that, you know, members can say, no, we're not fucking happy with this and get the fuck out. Or like, just so that we can have an actual race to see to get someone good in because i I mean i voted for tom watson and i absolutely regret it yeah i I, if if i was a member at that time i probably would have done yeah because he was the video Uh, yeah i would have done the same i would have done the same yeah no he did exactly seem like the guy especially because he was one of the only voices that was really screaming loudly at murdoch Mm. he was one of the the only ones and he was doing a good job and the thing is he still is capable of doing a good job of it it's just that he does. He, I don't know whether or not he realizes it. He's in the pocket of the people he was fighting now, 
because mm. he's constantly the go-to guy for quotes. It's, yeah, it's super useful to, to uh, the media source that, that need that, that dissenting voice because it's automatically dissenting. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, do you, are you implying that liberals prefer the right wing to the left? Could that possibly be what you're getting at? Well, uh, the, the thing, the thing about the thing about Tom Watson, the thing about Tom Watson is he's the one who instigated Blair leaving as well. So, <laughs> I mean, it's he's he's, he's got form. He, he, yeah, he, he's an agent of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's actually a chaos marine, <laughs> spreading the good word. Um, but I think I think the the main. The, I mean, there have been some people saying that. Um, and I, I mean, I think I think, and I think there's some truth in this. Is that although in this particular instance it's probably the politically savviest move, there were a lot of people who were upset with Corbyn intervening and say, "No, we're not getting rid of uh, Watson today," and not getting rid yeah. of role. And but. yeah, uh, well, yeah, but um, there's the uh, you know the, all the fucking wreckers in the Labour Party who, are, to be fair, a lot of them have just sort of seen themselves to the fucking door. Yeah. But you've still got absolute shits like Neil Coyle and his ilk who really need to have just some actual... Um, Repercussions. Yeah, exactly. Because, and, and you know, uh, you know Johnson kicking 21 MPs out of his party and Labour called Stalinist for having a fucking trigger ballot that they, they win. <laughs> <laughs> Also, trigger ballots happen literally all the time. Yeah. And it's not... They changed the rules, I think, last year or two years ago to make it slightly easier to... Not to kick out the MP, to open up selection. Yeah, they're automatically on the ballot. Stalinism. Yeah. It's crazy sometimes <laughs> as well, because I, I saw stories going around, oh, well, there's momentum and moving to, to kick out Keir Starmer. And no, quite quite like it. He's fine. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. If, if, he, he, he's a centrist that gets in line. He understands. He's, con- he's constructive and pragmatic about it, which is fine. Yeah, obviously. that's sort of mm-hmm. what the broad tent statement is meant to be, mm. as in actual cooperation yeah. against sort of individual ideology lines, but with the party as a whole, respecting membership, etc. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, journalists love to... Um, throw this at Labour all the time, you know, Labour's meant to be a broad church. This is the broadest church that Labour has been for, what? I don't know, 50 years? Since... Mm, yeah. Like, to the tune of half a million people, the actual well, members. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that too. I mean, just, yeah. I mean, just because you've got the, yeah, I mean, you've got the breadth of the, uh, from the, the, the soft left, uh, the, the <laughs> right wing of the Labour Party, all the way out to, um, you know, like uh, people who probably identify as anarchists and literally communists. Um, it's one of those ones where the media keeps trumping up, like, "Oh, well, it's so terrible, it's so terrible that all these arguments are happening out in the open." And it, it's weird that arguments would happen in a democratic institution where people disagree and then vote and then come to decisions. That's really weird. Hmm. Speaking of democratic institutions <laughs> what else happened this week yeah so Boris lied to the Queen so it's important now um, 
or, or whatever. I'm not sure the Queen actually has agency, legal, legally speaking. But yeah, on... She what? just lies there on a table being gold, so <laughs> probably not. <laughs> I don't like that image. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Tuesday, we, got, we, um, we sort of break away from the Labour conference, which is probably the only thing we'd be talking about this week. And uh, it, we get the judgment from the Supreme Court that um, the Tory... Joris Bonson's uh, decision to prorogue, making that a thing, uh, it's been made a thing. Um, decision to prorogue Parliament, uh, legally, uh, there doesn't seem to be any reason for it, let alone a good reason, I believe, was the term used. So um, all of a sudden, everyone has to ride back to, to Westminster, turn up bright and early for work. The think, reason that they said there was no good reason as well is because the government just didn't submit any fucking evidence. Yeah, yes. I think it's, it's, <laughs> it didn't it, even bother to lie. Well, it's because if they did submit evidence, it would have either uh, been extremely incriminating because it would have had to, they would have had to essentially admit that it was about Brexit, or they would have to have said it's not about Brexit, in which case it would have been perjury. It's, <laughs> it's not stopped them wanting it both ways now, though. Now, because obviously, when the, the judges declare that um, it was illegal, then it's meddling in Brexit when the the decision to prorogue in the first place supposedly was nothing to do with it. Yeah, this it very much seems to be in a quantum state of both being about Brexit and not about Brexit. Yeah, I mean, one of the most important parts of democracy is that there is a judiciary element of it that mm. is actually independent of the legislature. Uh, legislature and the executive, like, it has to be independent of the two. Hmm. Yeah. But apparently this doesn't matter anymore because there's only one form of democracy and 17.4 million people are actually in favour of it. Well, I've only heard good things about the Supreme Court of the United States and um, I don't see why that couldn't work here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> let's not go there, really. <laughs> yeah, let's not. Let's um, Let's travel away from that. <laughs> we're getting good at this yeah, <laughs> yeah we're getting good at this <laughs> okay uh, that's leading on to yeah when bad people do bad things and bad things happen because of it Thomas Cook collapsed now that's not just some poor gentleman that is a large um, travel agency that left 150,000 tourists stranded and so somebody I don't know what department or organisation had to organise this stuff, but yeah. The foreign office. Mm. Oh, okay, yeah. So they were ringing around all the air. Anyone that's got an aircraft, you know, they're ringing up Bono and uh, any touring <laughs> rock bands and <laughs> saying, can we it. use your airplane for a little bit? Yeah, I think um, Bruce Dickinson as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, they managed to find, the, find that plane that uh, almost killed... Um... Nigel Farage. (laughs) (laughs) That airplane's in retirement. Uh, He's earned it. He got it. It got its medals for sterling effort, and uh, yeah, then just got to live in a nice airfield somewhere. (laughs) But yeah, the the actual collapse itself is uh, bad. You know, like nine thousand staff in the UK and another twelve thousand around the world uh, potentially getting the axe. Yeah, it's a package outfit, so they have people. Pretty much everywhere they operate holidays. Yeah. But you hear all kinds of horror stories, the consequences of that, like uh, people in hotels not being allowed to leave. Yeah. Nobody not being knowing allowed in their how rooms. they're getting home. And yeah, it, 
this is an awful collapse on such a massive scale as well. Because like, how many jobs were at risk uh, over you know the various steel uh, closures over the last couple of years? Certainly thousands, but again, nine thousand just in the UK and elsewhere abroad. That's huge. And anyway, it, it went to the wall because the UK government didn't want to do anything to save it. Yeah, wasn't it like they could have spent 200, 200 million propping them up? Or... Uh, yeah, some something like that, which they and then... instead spent three times as much repatriating everyone. Well, that, that will be <laughs> the inevitable consequences of yeah, you know, all these last minute um, hiring and uh, flight plans needed to t- get the aircraft over there. Plus, like side point against the actual irritation and serious risk of. Um, everyone's under but they had to fly a whole bunch of empty planes out there to pick people up rather than take them yeah. back so <laughs> it was just like actually making it worse for the, the environment and everything just the yeah. empty trains uh, planes getting travelled around um, Are you trying to tell me that capitalism is bad for the environment? Well uh, in this rare circumstance not every day <laughs> you know not like planes take off every day. But yeah, in this circumstance, it was a huge waste of time, effort, money, uh, sleepless nights for people stuck halfway around the world. Thousands of people in the UK, um, you know, maybe well, losing their jobs and all the losing their homes, etc. And all because basically of capitalism, you know, sort of Thomas Hooray. Cook's been running around buying uh, other related companies for a little while uh expanding as it tries to do executives pay themselves a couple of million quid every year as they're eight you know, million sort of, fucking quid yeah and uh i mean to be honest like that is a hell of a lot of money but just their whole business model the you know the expansion and failure probably would have ended up going anyway because they're just like um you know the carillion and other organizations like that that just expand well past the point of it being sustainable and then when they fail to get a bridging loan or there's a slight oops in the finances then everything just goes to hell speaking of people who are getting money that they really shouldn't get from the government so as i'm sure everybody's heard joris bonson has a (laughs) friend um called arcuri jennifer arcuri um who he has given a lot of public money to for her business. Um, I tried looking up what her business does. Uh, <laughs> it's really difficult because there's a bunch of other companies with the same name because it's super fucking generic. And essentially, uh, the only thing that I could find is that they hosted a bunch of events, which Boris spoke at, sometimes as a keynote speaker, um, along with other amazing, wonderful, and well- well-rounded individuals like... Um, alt right US alt writer Milo, who you're just not going to pronounce his last name, are you? Uh, no, <laughs> Milo Yiannopoulos. Wait. Yes, I don't was, think it's his real name anyway. For the record, disavowed by the US alt right for essentially endorsing pedophilia. <laughs> it's funny what it takes, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think. Although I think I think the funniest thing about this um, this uh, business that. Um, uh, this lady ran was that 
it was supposedly uh, appropriate to give it all this public money because it was registered in the UK. Someone did some digging and um, found the phone number. That, yeah, or the Guardian uh, did some digging. and found a phone number that corresponded to the uh, where the company was registered. They called it up and they got an American accent on the phone and they asked where they were and they said they're in the US. <laughs> so, that's a, so that's a good sign. And then shortly after, the registered address moved from some nowhere flat of blocks to Fleet Street in <laughs> London. So... My God, how are we ever going to catch these guys? <laughs> anyway, the whole point—the whole point of this—is that the media has been focusing about, oh, it's Joris, you know, doing his Joris thing again and having sex with all these women. When no, the issue is that he's been—he's given her hundreds of thousands of taxpayer pounds to for her business, which hosts events, which he speaks at with U.S. alt-right figures, and the U.S. alt-right loves using uh, attractive women to like be presenters and you know, get cash and endorsements or whatever they do this with Tommy Lyron in the US and whatever the fuck's going on with Turning Point UK and their mm. weird, bizarre videos. I encourage you to look them up. It's oh. like being on drugs. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's, the, it's like the same sex doll in two weeks. It's, <laughs> it's just, funnily enough, Turning Point UK also kind of hard to find stuff on online. One, because they're like weird alt-right funded bullshit organization doesn't actually do anything too because it's a legitimate organization with that name will always come up first whenever you search for anything <laughs> and the parodies are a lot better at it than uh, the, the actual company i've got to say one last thing about this is that a lot of the sources about speaking defense for example the boris milo one are just have just been scrubbed now i don't know whether that's because um the, the story broke so people have removed whatever they had luckily there's screenshots and there's videos of joris speaking there and all that sort of thing but it's it's it seems like there's been a cleanup operation and personally i'm not sure if this is boris actively endorsing the alt-right or just being really fucking stupid because both are possible now far be it from me but is it possible it's both <laughs> i mean <laughs> It's definitely one of them, and very possibly the other. Just, just a note about the the the, the whole like the two sex dolls thing. Like <laughs> that imme- that immediately sounds like it's just some sort of like reductive comment. But if you've actually seen these videos, <laughs> they do this. They've got this fucking weird filter that they use for the videos. Oh, it, it is a filter. Really fucking like purp- I don't know if it's a purposely vacant expression or it's part of the filter, but it's uncanny <laughs> valley material. It's fucking yeah, the, terrifying. The hyper smooth skin stuff, and it's weird. It's the filter plus the fact that they're really bad actresses, <laughs> so they come off sounding really robotic as well, which doesn't help. Yeah, and reading stuff I don't think they fully understand. Well, yeah, I feel like if you really understood just... things like, well, Ireland speaks English, therefore it's got such good close relationships with England. <laughs> then... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you could say that with a straight face oh, and understand well, it. No. Well, they do, they do speak English in Ireland. You can't say they don't. No, but there are reasons for that. <laughs> you and can't not argue with reasons. facts. Yeah. <laughs> facts don't care about your feelings. Mm. Oh, damn. Right, anyway... Let's now that we've got the fucking news out of the way. The, <laughs> the news fucking news. <laughs> the fucking news. Oh, 
all these things that keep happening. Um, now that we've got that out of the road, and we have discussed some of it because we do we do need to do it when it comes up. Yeah, we should talk about the main event of the last week, which wasn't the Supreme Court in our eyes because this is conference season and this week is doing so much to try and fuck up conference season because <laughs> <laughs> the Tories have just been told you're not fucking getting time off oh, the, um, one, uh, the one thing I do want to say about um, the Supreme Court and Tom Watson was the fact that um, Tom Watson didn't get to do his speech because uh, com- uh, um, uh, all the MPs went back to Parliament on the Wednesday which is when Corbyn's Corbyn speech would have been yeah, so Corbyn took his spot, and he didn't get to do a speech at all. <laughs> well, maybe I'll do it. No, he did. You, what, the Tory you one? held his speech. <laughs> you held his speech at the start of the episode, actually. <laughs> yeah. One man in a lone auditorium. <laughs> oh damn. Um, yeah. So Labour conference was this week, and it was pretty fucking good. Um, hmm. There was a lot of good shit, a lot of good policies, which we're going to talk about. But Seb's going to start off by talking about something that wasn't a Labour conference. It was the World Transformed, which is a nice kind of fringe event that happens around it every year now. Yeah, um, yeah, it is the fringe event um, as of the uh, ascension of Corbyn as well. So it's uh, definitely mm-hmm. something you need to be paying attention to. Yeah, I thought it had sort of been like a, a pretty old established thing that only got big after Corbyn came back in and people started paying attention to the left. But no, it's it only started in like 2016. So it's still quite... Like, uh, not amateurish yeah. now, but quite um, still finding its way. They're really keen to take uh, suggestions and how to do things. And uh, they're, you know, just uh, inviting all kinds of things that you wouldn't necessarily expect. So there's like uh, political strategy games and uh, film showings, culture evenings, as well as so it actual, sounds like, like fringe events. It sounds like the podca- uh, our podcast, but yeah. in a fringe event. Yeah, we did it. Well, yeah, they even do live, uh, well, not recordings in this case, but they get um, the hosts of Trash Future down and did a, an episode just in an auditorium that you could sit down and listen to them uh, basically do what we're doing now, but in person. So I'm, I'm booking time off for next year. I hope you'll all join me there. Yeah, so exactly. We're yeah. yeah. only like an hour yeah. away. So. Perfect. Yeah. Where is conference next year? Oh, uh, it's up in I'm Liverpool. Full. Ah. Oh, sorry. Okay, that's actually not that bad for me then. Yeah, I mean, no, same. Mm. Cool. Yeah, I'm quite far from Liverpool, but I, should, oh. I, should, I feel bad about not going this year. It'll, be, yeah. it'll probably, probably it? be like the Tories in, in Brighton next year or something. <laughs> Live show. Live show. <laughs> <laughs> so, to all our listeners out there, tell all your friends and get us popular enough to appear at the World Transformed next year, please. <laughs> I, I reckon we can have Trash Future as second billing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, finally, our podcast rivals have revealed themselves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, we're we're all going to be podcast friends. It's fine. Um, but Kate, okay, one of the things that they did do is actually try and um, source a manifesto for the movement, which was uh, just getting attendees that aren't delegates. But you know, interested in solving um, various issues facing the the country and the planet, and kind of seeing what other radical stuff that um, should be getting done. So they came up with this manifesto for the movement, and I've got seven proposed policies here. Some of which I've actually taken from Labour conference announcements, and some that I've taken from this manifesto for the movement. So just going to quickly run through them. 
and see if you guys can tell whether this is actually something that's quite likely to make it into the manifesto from because it was at the conference or if it was a bunch of wacko far lefties outside. So first one, <clears throat> create an NHS forest. Um, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> an NHS forest? Like, is this, sir, can we have hospital outside today? <laughs> <laughs> Just all the squirrels are drug dealers. <laughs> free, free, free range GPs. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is actually from conference. It's a carbon neutrality thing, right? Yeah, it seems legit. Yeah, it seems like a really bad way of wording that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go conference with that one. Actually, yeah, that that sounds more like. I mean, it's quite nice. Sometimes, depending on what you're recovering from, it's good to go outside as well. So maybe just (laughs) having space that's being maintained. Maybe that. is right, historically, state. hospitals always made a point of having like a bit of green space as mm. part of the recovery because it's been shown to aid it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, I wonder where all that green space is fucking gone. <laughs> PFI. I'm gonna say that it's um, the world transformed just to be contrarian. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's that was actually a conference announcement. Mm. That was Jonathan yeah, Ashwood, so. Shadow Secretary of State for Health and Social Care, promising one million new trees on NHS property. So, okay, that's 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 a lot better than it sounded as as, yeah, as, as, as a strapline. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like there's a lot less weed involved in that. <laughs> yeah. the, the NHS Smoke Trees Initiative. Yeah, they use the term a tree for every staff member, which uh, yeah it seems a little that's bit off as well. But yeah, no, that is something that might be coming to a manifesto near you. All doctors have to have dreadlocks now. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, right. Number two, pay cap and salary uh, salary ratio threshold for all education establishments or institutions. I'm going to say conference because I think I heard Corbyn saying something like that a couple of years ago. Also, that sounds like a good idea. <laughs> yeah, there's not. It's, I mean, you know, I, I, possibly this is where the challenge on this comes, but that seems fairly conventional slash sensible. So yeah. So oh like yeah, just... I mean, like the the people suggesting the stuff for the manifesto of the movement, reading through the little pamphlet that they've managed to produce, that these aren't like absolute lunatics just suggesting yeah. stuff for the hell of it. They seem to actually be, you know interested if not um actually active in these sectors so come up mm. with somewhat sensible proposals i mean you I'm say gonna that go... conferences past the uh, free movement thing which we'll get on to so who the fuck knows anymore <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm gonna go with that was the world transformed because i think those kind of public sector pay things like that probably wouldn't have been agreed on quite yet because there's a lot of work the unions need to do with that so I don't think conference would be at the point where they would actually start to put that stuff out yet yeah I could could swim with that yeah that sounds right to me but yes uh, it was a manifesto for the movement rather than from the Labour conference floor yeah we're trying to get these wrong right (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're you're using my strategy for comment or commentary it's amazing (laughs) (laughs) but yeah uh just pulling some random figures behind that um when over 80 percent of uk universities pay their vice chancellor between four and a half and eight and a half times the average salary and vice chancellors of the 24 russell group unis were paid an average of nearly 
£332,000. You can yeah. see Fuck why that's hell. maybe something to actually start pressing to get in a manifesto. Mm. Okay, number three. Introducing a dedicated fund for non-medicalised mental health services in the community. Uh, I'm going to say the world trans... Oh, I want to say it's not because that's nowhere near radical enough. Uh, to be like, the the uh, mental health provision in all aspects just needs a fuckload of money just now. Like, mm. uh, yeah, medical and non-medical because yeah. it is fucking dire. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the world transformed because it's probably something they'd say, but I don't think it's radical enough. I'm gonna say the world transformed because I'm sensing a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm gonna go with conference. It could because it could stand to be more radical. So I, I feel that if it were maybe if it, if it were more radical, then I'd say TWT. But yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's up there, but it's not quite there. Mm. Yeah, Yeah, it was from the manifesto for the movement. It was, um, yeah. So supporting services which improve mental health without seeing medical, like, trained professionals and stuff. So it was talking lunch clubs for elderly to tackle loneliness, free legal advice, things like that. But, Mm. yeah, not actually a policy as yet. Okay, number four. Community-owned car club. That is absolutely um, conference. Yeah, that, yeah. that's. I, I don't know if Zip. I saw, saw Zipcar mentioned. I don't yeah. know if that's a government scheme already. I thought it was a private thing, but yeah, sh- uh, shared access to uh, electric, electric cars. cars. Yeah. yeah, so that, this this is um, if this is the thing I think it is. I'm, I'm totally stealing your thunder here, Seb. Sorry, but <laughs> if this is the thing that I think it is, this is an initiative. It's like thirty thousand. Yeah. Uh, Brand new electric cars that's going to be supported by three big fuck-off factories for the cars themselves to be built. So they're actually going to be built by the government with the batteries and all that kind of stuff. All the infrastructure is going to be government-owned. It's fucking good industrial shit for the 21st century. It's actually genuinely really good. David, I'm sorry, but it's actually bad because all the power that we make at the moment, not all of it is green, which is literally a take that I saw... (laughs) <laughs> on Twitter earlier today, and it's just like, oh, do, do you like? Do, oh, as we transition away from car uh, hydrocarbons, maybe it's good to have electric powered cars. Sorry, I'm screaming at Twitter now on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, so similar to that, this just before this, I think it was McDonald announced um, tax free loans on. Uh, interest-free loans, sorry, for, to buy electric cars, which yeah, yeah. subsequently yeah. I saw people... And, and it's not an entirely unreasonable thing to say, no, we need to get away from the idea of uh, private car ownership, but the, the requirement for that is going to continue to exist, people in rural areas, things like that. Uh, and, and then they come up on, along with this polish to see what sort of steps further away from in, in, individuals owning their own cars and you know, getting efficiency for, from them by you know, sharing them. Yeah, and these these things aren't bad to start with. Like, I mean, we're not in a position to say, right, all cars are banned. As much as it would be a good thing, yeah. we can't do it yet. We need infrastructure first, and this this is a nice bridging policy, yeah. which really works to help move into that. Especially because it's shared ownership. Everyone owns these fucking cars. Everyone can use them. It's it's 
the exact same as it would be if it was fucking buses, if it was fucking trains that were nationalised, all of these things. So it gets that idea into the public mindset, and yeah. that can only be a good thing. Absolutely. Yeah, I give it. I give it ten minutes before some kipper shits on the car seat out of spite. <laughs> but other than that, yeah, more he'll, he'll, he'll do it. And they say, you know what? That was spite. I did that on purpose, yeah. <laughs> and not because I'm an incontinent gammon. <laughs> I shit myself because of socialism. Uh, I shit myself because of socialism all the time. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn literally put shit in their pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! So yeah, yeah. sorry, Seb. I yeah. totally stole that, but was I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, well, you guys basically got it right off, didn't you? Yes, that was a well a, a Labour conference announcement. They did talk a lot about electric cars and stuff. I think this mm. is actually a slightly different policy thrust than all the electric car creation but they were going to give 300 million pounds to support the creation of these community-owned uh, vehicles available to the community that was rebecca long bailey shadow secretary for state of business energy mm-hmm. and industrial strategy oh, long bailey Love yeah to see you. absolute girl yeah Big no fan. she finished her speech with a quote nothing is too good for the working class which was um from big bill haywood founding member and leader of the industrial workers of the world so that huh. was another great nice. thing to get on the floor. Hell yes. Yeah. All right. It's not quite general strike now, but I'll take it. No, <laughs> no. It, yeah, she could uh, definitely get slightly more radical, but it's getting up there. Um, okay, number five. Move responsibility of drug policy from the Home Office to the Department of Health and Social Care. Yes, Ooh. that sounds good. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's very fucking good. I really yeah, like that. Probably grown up. Um, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't man. remember seeing anything specifically about that, though. There, there no. have been drug policies that I've, I've seen. I want uh, to say, but... I want to say that was conference rather than TWT. I mean, though. I want to say that was conference yeah, as well. Yeah, I feel like I saw something about that, but I might be thinking of something else. But well, then in that case, once more, I will be contrarian and say the world transformed because <laughs> that worked out well for me last time. Yeah, I'm going to say world transformed just because I've seen a few drug policies from conference. I don't recall seeing that. Yeah, it's from the world transformed. I'm afraid. Oh uh, uh, yes. No, it's uh, again not quite that I radical in terms hard. of drug policy. Um, if that were to happen, then it would be basically moving drug use entirely from being a criminal issue into like a public health thing and so you'd be yeah yeah that would less be of a criminalization I mean, that's the treatment rehabilitation yeah i mean a lot of crime stuff works really well in a, in a public health approach like i mean knife crime glasgow yeah glasgow for example glasgow's massively reduced knife crime purely by treating it as a public health issue as opposed to and it's fucking damn knife crime Wow, it's weird, isn't it? When you actually take uh, a fact-based, evidence-based approach to issues, you might actually be able to do something about them rather than just fi- throwing fucking okay, coppers at you them. You say that, but because you're putting something on a chicken box. Fuck's sake, you stole the joke. Yeah, yeah I, as you was, I, I realised that was what I was doing as partway through. I just powered in. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I was so I was so ready to go on all the chicken bullshit that's happened the last two weeks. <laughs> okay, a right to food conference. Uh, conference. Yeah, that yeah, was conference. I, I think conference. I think that was in one of the speeches. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're on. You're. You guys paid attention to the conference speeches. Damn. Yeah. Just mm. basically <laughs> cheating. That was Sue Heyman. Shadow Secretary of State for Environmental Food and Rural Affairs. So it's all gonna, oh, you know, it's yes. great. It's great when you see people on Twitter going, um, 
Oh, well, in, in the media in general, saying, um, you know, uh, nationalising rail, nationalising water, what next? Nationalising food? And it's like, yeah, all right. Yes. Yes. <laughs> like, why, why the fuck not? <laughs> like that um, uh, Turning Point USA guy who went to Cuba and was like, damn, look at all these identical cans of chopped tomatoes. Oh, it's a disgrace. <laughs> So, mate, what, oh. <laughs> like, do you not understand that, like, pretty much every chopped tomato that you get in, like, the UK or the US is the exact same with a different fucking label on it? <laughs> it's, oh, fuck. See, I don't even care. They can even take the Monster Munch and reduce it down to one flavour. I only eat one flavour. <laughs> yeah, but that's flavour. Are we doing this now? No, 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 not today. <laughs> not today. The correct flavour, which is red, red flame and hot monster munch, is the only correct flavour, and I'm going to cut anything that anyone says after listening to this different. <laughs> oh, actually, we're on the same page. Oh. Excellent, yeah. Should we move on there before things get more heated? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good. Good point, yes. Oh. Final, final one before we move on to actually the big stuff the conference did go and definitely did. Okay, establish a new public institute to foster democratic innovation in digital technologies. Okay, I'm not going to lie, that sounds a lot like um, one of those bullshit neolib things, to be fair. Yeah, it does. <laughs> can, it, can you say that one more time for yeah. me, just so that I get the full impact of it? Again? Okay, so establishing a new public institution uh-huh. to foster democratic innovation uh-huh. in digital technologies. Okay. Is this so how the sounds... pick of it started? <laughs> <laughs> that sort yeah, of sounds like to, to dig um, up the fourth sector pathfinders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is that sort of to do with like um, making uh, like social media platforms more accountable or something? That's that sort of. Yeah, it's tackling all the issues around privacy and yeah, data okay. handling, and okay. you know how opaque and like racist yeah, and discriminatory okay. algorithms can be. Okay, it does it sounds like it's difficult to reduce that to one sentence? Yeah. And so it's not worth thinking about. <laughs> yeah, I need it in three words tweet, or less. So it's not important. No, it's going to Nick Clegg's house and taking a shit on his head. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, but um, I can I can only um, vote on, vote for policies that you can explain to me in three words or less. Otherwise, I get confused and need to lie down for a minute. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to go conference on that one. Same. Yeah, I'll say yeah, conference. The language makes me think conference, I think. Yeah. Mm. Well... You're wrong. It was oh, manifesto oh. for the movement. Yeah, like it. Hey, you beat us. Well, yeah, but I, I picked the ones that I didn't think were going to be headline stuff, uh, which is why I was yeah. amazed you guys all locked onto the community car club thing right away. But yeah. so do up for all nerds. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> but yeah, this is just uh, a way of trying to make technology accountable and relatable to the public, and uh, that's really something that should be getting in a manifesto at some yeah. point but oh, yeah. yeah well i mean on the topic of the manifesto we're going to kind of speed through this a little bit but there's a load of other things that do need um do need brought up so the green new deal um mm, almost good. very almost got <laughs> fucked um but didn't it survived conference it passed with a, a show of hands um and basically the set date of 2030 for net zero carbon was put in there and a resolution to say no fracking hell yes that's not good fuck you Uh, joe swinson's gonna hate that (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the reason the the labor for free movement motion on migration passed unanimously so that involves closing all detention centers and maintaining and expanding freedom of movement 
good, good, yeah. good, good, hell to the fucking yes. Yeah, now let's the international. I just want to just touch on the like the main, at least the main left wing issue that I have with the EU is that. You know, it's fucking fortress Europe. If you're from outside the border, you're you're a piece of shit as far as we're concerned. So this is exactly the shit that we need to be seeing from Labour. Oh, yeah. Like, most definitely. Can I just go back yeah. to the Green New Deal very quickly? The reason it almost got shot down is because the GMB have a very big presence within the Labour movement. Almost shot it down because they represent quite a lot of coal and oil and basically stuff that's bad for the environment yeah. uh, employees. And they were very concerned that if we commit to something like that, we won't be able to retrain, save the industries, you know, save the employees, which I think is a very valid concern. Oh, yeah. Just transition is necessary, but it, it does yeah, need to be but... a transition. It needs to happen is sort of the point. Yeah, there's, there's also the crucial issue of there are no jobs on a tomb world. <laughs> I, I can see the understanding with the, the unions being a bit wary yeah. of it just now, but I think after maybe five years of a Labour majority government... yeah. They might look at it and go, actually, holy shit, this programme is long-term sustainable. They might then be able to look at it and go, fair enough, and really try and put the effort in it. I think it is is genuine fear on their part, and it's not unfounded. It is a perfectly reasonable thing for them to be looking out for the workers. But at the same time... If the world ends, then the workers are fucked as well. Yeah, yeah, they're fucked as well. Well, So they're the most fucked. It makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense for the position and and, the, and obviously what they need to look out for is their number one priority, which is their workers and the kind of short term because, I mean, climate change won't affect them if they're all fucking dead now. But obviously if they're not dead later on and climate change does affect them, they'll be fucking dead then. So they're walking a fine line. I can see the reason that they're being a bit hesitant, but hopefully if Labour does get a majority and we move through that with a clear distinction of this will be more than five years this will be long-term sustainable, then you can roll out those long-term retraining policies and closing down industries and and opening new ones in place. Yeah. Yeah. So, So essentially, reverse Thatcher, more or less. Well, not reverse Thatcher, but, like, Thatcher, but good. Like, close down the mines, rather than, you know, just boot boot every coal miner into the sea. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thatcher was just raging she couldn't close the mines with the miners still in them. Yeah. There was another big policy, the Brexit um, policy, and how we're going to move forward on that. So a bunch of fucking wreckers had decided that we should go hard remain under any circumstances, so that we could all go knocking people's doors and say, "Would you like to vote for Labour?" And they say, "What's your Brexit policy?" And they say, "We'll go with a referendum on what?" Well, there's only a deal now, and it was Theresa May's deal. So you'd have to stand on the doorstep and basically say, well, we'll vote for Remain in it, but otherwise it's Theresa May's deal because Leave wouldn't be on the ballot, which is a fucking indefensible policy. So thankfully, that lost. Um, Now the policy is negotiate a deal. And at the moment, it is neutral campaigning. So the the party is not going to take a genuine stance on it. It's going to trust... It's members, it's going to trust the public, and that's the, that's the fucking way to operate a referendum. Don't be in government and take a side. Two actual, implementable... Non-suicidal. Poli- like, yeah, yeah, non-suicidal, exactly. not going to blow up the economy options. Mm. Yeah. And... Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I mean, it's uh, just... Uh, it's, 
if you because if you go full throat remain no matter what, then you end up in the exact same position as the fucking Lib Dems, where you are uh, if Brexit, well, Brexit, 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 yeah. Brexit, Brexit. I mean, the other issue with going for full remain is that essentially what you're saying is no fuck you and then next general election it just means yeah. that Brexit's yeah. not over because how, how you'll still you... get Brexit votes next election yeah mm. how the fuck yeah. can you say fuck you to 52% of the electorate mm. well but or, or of, the, of the section that voted but yeah but I mean and, and a whole fucking party that's built on democracy it's built on bottom up change that's not you don't do that and Corbyn's the perfect example of mm. someone who doesn't bow to that kind of shit um, he doesn't say, well, no, I didn't like that, so I'm going to overturn it. He full, he's full fucking hard for democracy. He always a has raging been. bone he of the democracy. <laughs> Hell yes. And it's not a bad thing. It's a good fucking thing. Yeah, it's the right instinct to start your positions from. Um, there's been some, like, I, I think it's just, you know, locally produced kind of stuff, but it's uh, got, uh, it's three, three bars, stripes, one on top of the other. We've got... Um, Boris Johnson, um, Joe Swinson and Jeremy Corbyn, each with their own bars and their own colour. And it's like, you know, uh, 51% next to Joe Swinson, 49% next to Boris Johnson, 99% next to Corbyn. And that's the only way, you know, a genuine Labour Party, Socialist Party could actually work and operate. So Yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculously dangerous to make a general election about a single issue, which is what the Lib Dems seem to want to do, but this is for it worked really well for Theresa May last well, time. Yeah, it's 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 a complete failure for of the Tories and the Lib Dems of understanding you know class structures in this country mm. because that is obvious you know being fucking a socialist and you know uh, as Chuck Muna has uh, in, in, uh, alleged it maybe even a Marxist might have some uh, Jeremy Corbyn might have some understanding of class structures and how Brexit is this sort of anomaly that cuts across class structures but you still have to approach it from that class structure basis mm, yeah um, outside of the Brexit stuff uh, Big John had mm. some good fucking shit we, we, we trailed some does. of it in the intro straight into the veins people mm. fucking four day week yeah. repeal the trade union act fucking um Workers' rights from day one of employment. Hunters are good shit. Loads of good shit. Ten pound minimum wage. wage. Yeah, baby. Uh, scrapping of the uh, tiered age system for the minimum wage, oh, which yeah. is bullshit, that's, and almost no other fucking country does. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hell yes. Um, there was other stuff as well. Um, the scrap private schools things, Woo. which Toby mm. Young's having fucking yeah. meltdowns it over. It is fucking incredible. And again, this is. Um, quintessential if you're going to approach the problems in this country from a class structure basis because what do private schools do they entrench privilege and wealth and the class system and the power that is inherent well literally inherited from the from the already rich and powerful as the incubator of the continuation of the class system that's it starts there and it's embedded like fuck i mean you can look at parliament and say oh there's some real fucking like structures embedded there that are clearly a bit on the the dodgy side when it comes to class inequality but holy fuck private schools it's a whole other level it is entire it's built around that one sole tenant to keep that alive and it's fucking terrifying um smash the fuckers down 
I don't want to go into hard in private schools. Just oh, I do, obviously, but I don't want to go into detail on them. Let, um, me, let me get my hard hat and my sledgehammer. <laughs> for what it's yeah, worth, no, I, it's not. I mean, just very quickly, it's not abolishing private schools quite yet. It's just saying, oh, you no longer, you no longer, you know, taxes them because you're charities yeah. because you're fucking not. Yeah, yeah. And, and they've got the, the, the total open option to say, well, if you don't want to be fucking chanced through the nose, then welcome into the state system and yeah. you can be regulated like every other fucking school. The entire point is to price them out of existence and good, good fucking yeah, riddance. it destroys um, their business model. Exactly. And business education isn't a fucking business. Yeah, they had this environmental policy, which was um, essentially all companies will adhere to certain environmental regulations that we'll put in place and if not we're not going to shut you down we're not going to nationalize you we're just going to delist you from the london stock exchange which essentially (laughs) kills you off but you know doesn't really i'm not going to kill you i'm just going to remove all of your limbs it's just a flesh wound ice cream as the liquidators come (laughs) oh um yeah so and then there was another policy as well about talking about having food bank usage within a year and eliminating it by three and that ties in with that food as a fucking right yeah. and it's really fucking good shit I mean the whole manifesto all the policies discussed are all fucking good and everything that passed is good it's such a step change from the shit show that has been the last nine bastard years sorry did I say nine I meant the last 40 <laughs> um, yeah the thing is and something worth mentioning here when we, we talked about free movement specifically is a big one here um Although it passed conference, it's not a manifesto policy no. yet. No. By passing conference to become something embedded in the manifesto, it has to go to a card vote, um, which was when everyone actually fucking, you know, pen and paper out, blah, blah, count which, votes counted. Yeah. Which should be Everything very expensive and eyeballing it off of a show of hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's, a show of hands is done because obviously some things can be taken fucking right outright unanimous yeah mm. but then when it is tight it can go to a card vote doesn't have to there's weird structures within the way that dem- democracy with especially within conference but generally in the labor party works it's not a perfect system no one would stand up and say it's perfect it's a hell of a lot better than any other political party about there are reforms that could be good mm. and hopefully with the democratization of the party increasing over the last couple uh, like four years those kind of things can change but the free movement thing is not in the manifesto yet. No. However, there was a clear and decisive unanimous win by a vote of hands mm. um, Can't be for ignored. that change. Can't be ignored. And like we just said five, ten minutes ago, Jeremy Corbyn, massive rager for democracy. <laughs> so you can easily see that kind of thing slipping into the manifesto. It might not be this one. It might be the next one. It could be the one after that. But it's not going to be something that can possibly be ignored. And he does take this stuff on. I wouldn't be surprised if kind of post-conference is normally the time where Corbyn, you know, maybe goes a little bit quiet and mm-hmm. has a good fucking think about this kind of stuff. Has some proper good talks amongst the NEC to figure out what's going on. But, you know, obviously right now doesn't fucking allow for that kind of reflection period. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, there's, there's Tories to scream at. <laughs> but, hey-ho. Can I just say... Can I just say, the thing that I really loved about this conference is that you can tell that they're not just throwing out leftist policies. They're they're really thinking this stuff through. Like the four-day yeah. work, four work week. It's not a four-day work week. It's reducing the number of hours worked on average from 37 and a half to 32. And how you spread that is up to you. Or mm. the food bank thing, which is, they've said, the targets for closing down and eliminating food banks are not legally binding which means 
on the one hand, you're thinking, oh, if it's not legally binding, are they going to do it, blah, blah, blah. But the reason they've said this is because they don't want to just shut down food banks and say, yeah. oh, we've shut down the food banks, like we've said. They want to actually make <laughs> yeah. it so people don't need them. Which a lot of the policies do seem to contribute towards that. Uh, but one yeah, yeah. I want to, to raise, because I, it's another thing that sort of never occurred to me and that's part, it's sort of exciting and interesting, that the uh, notion of the creation of a nationalized drug manufacturer. Hell yes. Making yes. generic drugs, which I, from what I gather, actually, the actual manufacturer of most drugs, incredibly cheap, and especially in the States Pennies. and even over here, massive markup. Like over there, uh, I think an insulin uh, needle is like thousands of dollars when it's it's, it's on, on average it's uh three hundred dollars for a uh a vial of uh i, can't, I don't know how many doses it is but it's a vial yeah. of oh insulin. i was thinking it's three hundred dollars oh epi pens right uh, i don't know what those are but yeah mm. insulin is three hundred dollars in the u.s yeah. and uh in, here it's something like well it's it, you don't even have to pay for insulin because it's a life-saving mm. medication so um, yes but obviously there's still the drug companies are getting the money in in, in this case from the government paying for the prescriptions on the public's behalf this is opening to reduce costs for the nhs by producing them locally possibly even um offering them elsewhere if the, if the production is enough and that's sort of interesting the notion of offering cheap drugs to the states where they're ridiculously expensive or at least having them to openly say we have to uh put a tariff on this for yeah and like a, a three a 300 percent tariff or something on um imported insulin or what have you yeah just yeah. to make sure that uh <laughs> just to make sure that it's still competitive once again it's having the conversation it's putting this in the open and making it something that's get, getting talked about yeah it's, it's further pushing the over window left and that's mm. the bit every single year this happens it goes further fucking left because <laughs> we start talking because as soon as we mention it all the fucking talking heads yeah. start screaming their fucking heads off. This can't happen. Look at all My these terrible things schools. like... <laughs> yeah, Some like, of us like working. Oh, mate. Oh, oh, was a right, like, that fucking was unreal. Just every single time they roll out the same shit, it's all so bad. Look at how the evils of free transport and the, the, horror, the horrors of food is a human right it's how the fuck can you even come close to saying that these fucking things are actually in fact bad like well, they guarantee the CEO of Nutella oh. or Nestle it was Nestle <laughs> CEO of Nestle went human, human drinking water is not a human Pay for right by Pepsi- PepsiCo <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, well, no, because Nestle is a fucking amazingly prolific owner of fucking water. Yeah, um, like all uh, loads of wells in Africa. There's, I, 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 there's definitely an issue with it in the states as well. Where, where I mean, obviously, there's stuff like Flint. Flint, where it's yeah. All is that Angela Smith's and- music I hear? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, uh. Oh. Anyway, for, for those not in the politics nerd, no, Angela <laughs> Smith takes a lot of money from private water companies and do you really think is... we have an audience big enough to have non-political nerds listening to us <laughs> <laughs> maybe there's just people who don't care specifically about angela smith ah. to be fair people i know in real life apparently listen to this so oh, and no. i don't think they necessarily know who like an absolute no-name chances like angela fucking smith are so um... <laughs> angela smith labor mp takes a ton of money from private former water labor companies. mp yes and was a labor mp and um, 
not only does she take a lot of wa- money from the private water companies, she is, for some reason, I, I don't know why, against nationalizing water companies. I, wow. I'm not yeah, sure if there's a connection there. Um, I don't know. You know what? I reckon she should go see what the situation in Flint is because I hear the water there has a funny tinge. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Nice. Bravo. Party conference was good. I think we can mm. all agree on that. Yes. Yeah. However, Suzanne Moore thinks that party conferences are all that is wrong with politics. <laughs> oh, all right, here we Suzanne. Go. We're, here, we're, we're, hear you go we're, having one, we're having one third less than usual. So. Oh, strap yourselves in, lads. This is going to be a oh. belter. I can feel it in my bones. Yes, can I, can yes. I suggest a title for this segment? Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to call it Alistair's Slow Descent into Madness. <laughs> <laughs> it applies to every article we've read. Articles for Alistair. <laughs> I don't know, I just really think of flowers for Algernon for some reason, except I do actually end up just becoming a gibbering idiot at the end of it. Oh, oh, right, okay. What happens at a party conference that can't happen in real life? Um, Leftist politics. Seb, Seb, I'm just going to check. This, this, this party conference was a real thing that happened, right? You were right next door to it, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Real life people, yeah. okay. buildings, everything. That's fine. Just checking. Well, she often wonders. I've been told... So I've been to loads of the damn things, so you might think that by now I would have an inkling, an inkling that it wasn't all just some sort of fucking weird fever dream, apparently. Um, in the olden days... In the olden days, fuck off. I used to think that the conferences were for the delegates. They just, worked hard just, all year. Just saying this from my rocking chair with a pipe in my hand. <laughs> They work hard all year on their weird hobby. Weird politics. hobby? <laughs> uh, <laughs> that just goes uh, to show you what the people who write this shit think of politics. Yeah. It's just something fun to do what? in your spare time. Doesn't yeah. actually... <laughs> if you're a political journalist, what does that make you? <laughs> this is... Uh, politics being a hobby is exactly the kind of fucking point of view that... A, you know, like a Guardian colonist would fucking have because they don't see politics as being a thing that exists in real life, that people live and die under. Uh, oh, well, until Brexit, of course. Mm-hmm. So, Politicians uh, are actually just opinion piece writers, but they get a fancy place to sit. And, <laughs> and a car, sometimes. <laughs> right. So, the real hobby politics. Why should they not get a few days by the seaside? They deserve a hotel, a fling, a dance on a sticky carpet in the name of making the world a better place. D- does a fling mean the same here, the same thing in the UK? I am almost about- certain. Yes, she she's talking, talking about, about going Robins? to conference. Maybe it's a Joris Bonson reference. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to know any more about our conference uh, experience. Uh, I've got, 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 got my. I've got my Labour conference ticket. I've got my sack full of condoms. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what oh. I packed anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, apart from Brighton, London by the sea. What? Fuck. Just unnecessary Zing. dig. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the seaside towns don't have what slick party machines need anymore. Yeah, they um, close all the okay. goddamn arcades. <laughs> <laughs> the conference halls are not big enough. The accommodation is too smelly, and the food isn't what many of our MPs have come to expect. The is she giving a hotel expenses account has taken a big hit, what obviously. F- what does she think? What does she think Brighton is like? 
it's not it's not like fucking London by any stretch. No. Uh, I, I I think she went there just to review the accommodation though. Like this whole yeah, person like oh, is just complaining when, about the decor and the food. Is it is this a fucking review she's left on Yelp? <laughs> <laughs> Blackpool was done four years ago, which tells you everything you need to know about how the Westminster-centric world works. It Is was it? simply beyond the pale to change trains at Preston, stay somewhere that wasn't a boutique hotel, and dine on lovely carbs. What the fuck is she talking about? Are carbs fancy now? No, she means what hydrocarbons. I am no better or worse when it comes to this. I was in Blackpool in 2005 when David Cameron made the look no note speech that propelled him to the Tory leadership. Well, like the I spent no most of that speech. time in TK Maxx. God, that bar was fucking low in 2005, wasn't it? <laughs> sort of hiding, never quite knowing what to do. So, I mean, she's bad at this um, writing about people who have hobbies. Um... Obviously, once you leave the conference centre, most people in whatever city you are in do not know the conference is going on or what it is for. Well, no, because there's lots of things that happen in my city all the time and I never fucking know. Um, I'm not omnipotent. Omniscient. omniscient. No, omniscient, thank you. I'm not fucking omniscient. I it, don't know everything that happens in Glasgow. It would be good if you were omnipotent because it could mean you could make this podcast uh, the best in the world. Beat Chapo at last. <laughs> I'll be honest, I've got slightly higher priorities than making the podcast the best <laughs> in the world if I'm not omnipotent. <laughs> Some wow. socialist you are, Alistair. <laughs> um, <right. laughs> oh, sorry, I've just been driven mad. That's all I can think about as podcasts at the moment. <laughs> Um, right. My reasoning is that I may as well lurk around shopping centres because at an event where every journalist is looking for news, the likelihood of there being any is extremely remote. Conferences okay. noted for never having any news. Yeah, no one <laughs> interesting to talk to, no politics or discussions or work. No one interesting stuff. wants to talk to me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, now even more so, every snitch of gossip is tweeted out. Well, she's been automated out of her job. That's what the problem oh. is. <laughs> oh, can we please? This weekend... <laughs> this weekend, it was Labour's deputy leader, Tom Watson, shouting at the Momentum founder, John Landsman, that he was the hitman that missed after his failed attempt to oust Watson. Oh, Tom, boy, Tom, Tom Watson yelling at John's Lan- John Landsman, I would never log off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the big story of Jeremy Corbyn's loss of control over his own party. Um, the war going on between his inner circle and their everyone else is utterly depressing. Conference is now squeezing spots in public. This is the media failing to grasp what democracy in action actually fucking looks like. This is a political commentator. Yeah. Well, uh, Jeremy well, Corbyn's always going to be either ruling with an iron fist or completely failing to keep his his party under control. It'll, ne- it'll always be one or the other. No, he'll yeah, be both yeah, yeah. at the same time. He's, mm. Yeah, he's Stalin, but someone has wedged him. <laughs> <laughs> imagine, yeah. imagine Stalin, but without any of the authoritarianism, and it's just like, what? Still great facial hair. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you like, you can blame the media for this. Um, yeah, well, at least partially. <laughs> I've, okay. got, I've got yeah, a few I've... thoughts. <laughs> seems like a good place to begin Um, but the fact is that the splits in our main parties are not media inventions okay Mm. I've got opinions on that but I shan't go into the half hour rant it would involve we'll do Um, a whole episode on that (laughs) yeah probably (laughs) you might have thought that what with all the current prorogary 
prorogery. Prorogery. Is that like yeah, a yeah, that right. small Italian dish? Are you, are you trying to pronounce that <laughs> or just enjoying it? No, she's been playing too much WoW Classic like me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that one was oh. just for me. <laughs> oh, the Supreme oh. Court this... nerfed rogues. Shit. This blue patch is bollocks. <laughs> this peculiar relocation of politicians and hacks would be suspended, but conferences about money, subsidies and funding... Seems like she spends a lot more time at Tory conferences than anywhere else. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good old face-to-face interaction is necessary in a digital era, but as the party system is in collapse, then it has to be said that the three weeks of conference season are not fit for purpose. The party system? Yeah. The party system. So she means by this, the Tory party is like falling to pieces and Jeremy Corbyn is in charge of the Labour Party. It's actually um, a new way of doing politics. Uh, no parties, just independence, and no policies either. Yeah. No policies, it's, it's just a, a, cock tag it's manifesto. a very, yeah, it's a very old way of <laughs> yeah. thinking policy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> sniff, sniff, ideology. The only thing that matters is expense accounts. Everything else, not relevant. Yeah. <laughs> Right, now it all exists to be televised and speeches are given in half-empty halls. Mm. Mm. Nope. While I, I watched the footage, it was largely not empty. As yeah. in, not at all not empty. As in, it was fucking full. <laughs> um, well, while mediocre offerings from any dear leader... Oh, for fuck's sake! Are, <laughs> <laughs> are giving compulsory ovations. Compulsory oh. ovations. It's just like China. Oh. <laughs> I love that this segment's living up to its name. Uh, yeah, she she heard the secret Labour manifesto, which is actually just Juche. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, the disconnect between representative democracy as it should be and this facade is on full display at these rallies. If what? you want to know which yeah, if you want to know which way the wind is blowing, then look at the stalls and sponsorship and where the money moves to. Ah. Look at the cut of the suits, then wander outside and away. Right. Okay. So she, there's actually a sort of a semblance of a point here. So, um, if you um, talk to people who've been going to Labour conference for years and years and years, what they will tell you is that the people who are wearing the suits now at Labour conference are the people who were fucking at the uh, anti-austerity marches back in the early 2010s so yeah the people in the suits are the people who were actually fighting against the shit that the current Labour leadership is fighting against so well done of sort of making a roundabout good point (laughs) yeah she's been going to the progress fringes this is why everything's (laughs) bad (laughs) this is why everything's empty Oh. Yeah, she, oh god, yeah, that's exactly what it is, isn't it? <laughs> what I want oh, to know, fuck. though, if she's gone to the progress ones, <laughs> then who's dear leader? Is is this Chucka? Is she talking about Chucka? <laughs> because no, Corbin's not at the progress meetings. Yeah, fucking Tom Watson was. Yeah, Corbin is at the progress meetings, but he's there in spectre form to haunt them. <laughs> <laughs> A spectre is rising over progress. <laughs> the spectre of Corbinism. <laughs> <laughs> it is really not enough to say well the country is deeply divided on Brexit and conference simply reflects those divisions yep it's a yep it's democratic uh, representation yep mm-hmm. um, 
Conference is actually part of that division and has been for years. Oh, fuck, she's realised it's only taken about fucking ten paragraphs. I don't know how anyone can attend these events and think otherwise. The Labour MP Jess Phillips recently described it all as a massive waste of time. I have no idea why we do it. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Why would you want democracy in your democratic party? (laughs) Massive waste of time. It's because she doesn't get to stand on the stage and say words about her. Um, Ugh, Jess fucking Phillips. Uh, Some pretend it is where new thinking can be found. Really? Truth is, it can be fun. After all, who can resist a glass of something, an egg sandwich, and a great discussion of how awful everyone else is? (laughs) Not me. Well, me neither, because that's all this fucking podcast is. She's talking about a fucking wake. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, that's what this podcast is. This podcast is a wake for neoliberalism. (laughs) I'm sorry, are you guys getting fucking sandwiches and glasses? (laughs) Um, Right, we go on. Uh, Where are we? I've lost my fucking place now. It's all blending into just... That's the egg sandwiches Um, coming back at you. (laughs) (laughs) But don't mistake it for the main story. Whatever the media tell you. The media tell you, tells you. That's you. That's you, yeah. I'm going to scream this. This this is your job. (laughs) This is your job. (laughs) Conference is all that is wrong with Westminster. Simply relocated. It is sometimes said of alcoholics who pretend they are solving their problems by going to live elsewhere that they are doing a geographical. Instead, of course, they continue the same behaviour in a different environment, in this case, with free wine. <laughs> that is a what terrible a crock of shit. Yeah. It's really oh. bad. Like, obviously, it's, it's bad. It's common, it's free, but fucking This hell. just totally betrays a f- complete not even a failure to understand but just just a complete misapprehension of the function of what politics is she doesn't understand that politics is a real thing that affects real people she doesn't understand that the labor party is now a uh, like a bottom up organization and she seems to have this weird idea that um if you want to know what's going on at the labor party or labor party conference you ask fucking jess phillips <laughs> this is this is what it would look like if the guardian actually tried to do shit posting <laughs> it doesn't propose anything either it's uh, besides the fact that it just mis- misunderstands everything uh it's not pr- it's as is often the case with uh liberal centrist uh authors like this it's, it's just identifies a problem or attempts to uh, imply the existence of a problem. doesn't suggest actually doing anything. Yeah, she sort of... doesn't say there's a way that things should be different. No, the first paragraph is her basically saying, I don't want to be here. And then the rest (laughs) of the the piece is just her slamming everything it could be or might be or is based on what she has to go through. She just... She just hates politics. She doesn't want to be I've a got, political commentator yeah. anymore. Yeah, I've got. I was going to say, I've got an idea, Suzanne. If you don't want to fucking write about conferences, why don't you fucking resign? <laughs> like, if, if it's if it's if this is such a burden to you, if this is such a chore, and it is the worst thing that you have to go through every year, just don't. Like, you don't. No one's. No one's got a gun to your head. Or well, you might imagine that Jeremy Corbyn does because he might tax you at all. Yeah, well, it's all. It's all the the, the red guard with their uh, Kalishnikovs that are forcing everyone to clap. So. 
<laughs> yeah, just, just out of shot. I'll, I'll vomit out two thousand words of nothing for fifty grand a year easily. I, I've got a philosophy degree. I'm used to this shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, standard bullshit from the commentariat. Speaking of which, hey. <laughs> it's time for another episode of Comment or Commentariat. Yay. Who's excited? Everyone's excited. Alistair. Literally everyone. <laughs> so good. Alistair reaching for his blood pressure medication as we speak. <laughs> so so I've just eaten a, a, solid, a plate full of like just turds and now I'm washing it down with a nice glass of piss. In between the egg sandwiches. <laughs> oh... Okay, right, let's get started. So, number one. Look at the Barney battalions arrayed against him. Luxembourg's pipsqueak Prime Minister, shouty Speaker John Berko, deluded ex-PM John Major, and the referendum-smashing Lib Dems. Comment or commentary? Oh, that's, that's like, uh, Little John or something all over it. Not Little John, but yeah. One, <laughs> one, one of his Little <laughs> John. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard that. That's on big, big John's Tory arrival. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a comment, like just the way that everything is adjective noun. I don't think that would make it into a, a published piece. I think I'm, I'm going commentary. I think um, that that sounds like something out of the Spectator. Okay. I reckon the sun, but yeah, I reckon commentary. I reckon it's either a comment or Rod Little, so I'm going to go comment. Right. Okay, so two for two. Okay. Um, that is commentary. Oh, yes, baby. Yes. That was Trevor Kavanagh in The Sun. Oh, in The Ooh. Sun. Mm, the Sun, we've went to new lows for this week. <laughs> oh, yeah, Ben, if you haven't okay. paid attention to the last show I did this, just do the opposite of what I do. <laughs> How are you researching this stuff? Are you, are you just standing in the news agent with your phone, just taking snaps of it? It's uh, no, actually, it? what, I, what I do is uh, I get my phone open. I open my Tor browser. I, I log on to thesun.co.uk. <laughs> I open my phone. I go to a bad website with bad things on it, like The Sun or The Daily Mail. I slowly wander towards the kitchen. I read an article. I stick your head in the, the oven. Off the blender. No, I, I open the lid off the blender. I read another article. I unzip my fly. I read another article. I put my dick in the blender. And then by the time I've got to the comments section, I'm on setting number three because the pain of that is better than the pain of reading this fucking shit. What, your Cuban generic blender, of course. Yes, yes, my generic my- Cuban blender. <laughs> Actually, generic Cuban blender is the name of the episode now. <laughs> and also my wrestling name each blender is more identical than the last <laughs> oh right okay um, since MPs have been recalled nothing of substance has been debated we have had shameful scenes in the House of Commons with both sides at fault then the hypocrisy of opposition MPs demanding the Prime Minister and Attorney General apologise for their language oh, when God. their leaders have said much worse. Comment or Jesus Christ. That's, that, that's, that's commentary, 100%. Yeah, that's Guardian that's, or something. That's, that's, that's vitri- No, oh, I don't know if it's... Don't know if that's, oh, maybe, actually. You might be right. Fuck. Oh, no. Both oh. sidesism just makes me think Guardian right away. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say comment. Christ. Yeah, okay, so two for commentaria. I'm, I'm going to go with comment Set. as well. I think just that there is the both sides ism there, but mm. it doesn't seem to go anywhere. Like it, it's just 
Well, everyone yep. hates everyone. And uh... What have we just read? The article we just read. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, there's no narrative there. It's just sort of a statement of something they've mistaken for a fact. Yeah. But if yeah. that is just the comment, then that would that would be the comment. Mm. It was a comment. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> Get it. That comment came from the tryhard graveyard of commenters, BBC News. Ah, oh, BBC. Mm. Tryhard graveyard yard, though. That's a, <laughs> that's a key graveyard. Honourable <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, comment mentions. <laughs> Right, let's try for another one. Um, let's go with... IQ is a stronger predictor of socioeconomic status than parental socioeconomic status, and we know from twin studies, family studies, and adoption oh. studies that genetics plays a far bigger role than the environment when it comes to differences in IQ. Toby Young, what are you doing here? <laughs> oh, I, I thought you were reading that tweet, but... No, yeah, that's... the, the that yeah. tweet that referenced, a, 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 I think, a book or something, which was presumably entirely discredited. But of a... Written in the 1890s. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with commentary at, because, mm-hmm. because I think that while the sentiment is gross and disgusting, it <laughs> is phrased quite well, and comments that have the sentiment usually just go for racial insults instead. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. this is something that's come up in, in, like, in connection with that tweet. Maybe it's an older article that, that it linked to, but I think it is a, a, co- a commentariat piece. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to commentary it because it, it sounds like that Guardian US journalist just wrote an article in the Guardian US. <laughs> <laughs> I know you've taken stuff okay. from Spiked, so I'm going to also go commentary it. <laughs> <laughs> oh well this one was written for the spectator oh. of course it was <laughs> by a member of the commentariat and it was we got it in fucking two seconds Toby Young of yeah. course it was I thought it was Toby Young <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's eugenics oh, he's, it's a fake he wants us to think it's Toby Young when it's it's someone else <laughs> Can't so we don't immediately associate with eugenics. Oh, you, you've done too many that. of these, Alistair. It, it's, <laughs> it's in your brain now. Oh, <laughs> oh damn. Yeah, slowly reaching for his forceps, his, his fucking... <laughs> calipers, I think you're thinking oh, of. Yeah, slowly yeah, reaching for his calipers. calipers the whole way through that. <laughs> as long as it's not a trepanning spike or anything. Yeah, Why is there you... a resurgence in phonology? Well, how has this even happened? <laughs> I will once again oh, reiterate that I'm very much looking forward to the Toby Young episode. It was a joke in The Simpsons 20 years ago. It's back, baby. Oh, yeah. It's like Alf. He's back right. again in pog form. <laughs> oh, right. Corbyn has been placed at the head of the Labour Party for a reason. And that's to give the appearance of being a caring father-like figure. Truth is that he's only there as a means to an end and takes his Mar- Marxist-type instruction from McDonnell and McCluskey. The country has been crying out for leadership and now that it has a leader who puts their own country first, why would the electorate even think of voting in a Marxist McDonnell glove puppet? That's Comment that or commentary? Comment. That's my new wrestling name. <laughs> no, no, I'm going I'm, I'm to go comment with that one, I think. Yeah, Same. Yeah, I think comment. It's just... I reckon because he blamed McCluskey rather than Milne, 
or the writer rather, blamed McCluskey rather than Milne. They're just yeah. We shouldn't gender them, but it is a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but yeah, just uh, pointing at him and not Milne. That makes me think this is not the usual uh, reporter commentary mm. type approach. It's just picking the two big names. See, the the whole premise of it, but oh, that Corbyn was put in place to be to be this puppet. That's not mechanically how it could have possibly worked. So I think this is just that that even professional commentators, what I don't think would go that route. So I'm saying comment. Okie doke. Right. Is it all right? It's a comment. Hey. And it oh, came yeah. from the Daily Mail. Yeah. Sounds about right. Yep. That was that was the last of it, thankfully. Um <laughs> you you held four things. I read about four fucking hundred trying to find a good one. Um yeah. I'm so happy that that Toby Young one came through immediately. That, that's been <laughs> <laughs> we all going to start make, putting comments in now in the hope that Dave picks them up. Ah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was me, David. It was me. Sorry to shit. caused you this pain. Yeah. The comments are coming from inside the podcast. <laughs> oh, can we please end my suffering? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, no, no, you must suffer for the cause. Okay. Suffering is praxis. Um, yes, yeah, suffering is praxis, unfortunately, for now. Um, yeah, so that think that will do is for this week. We we did plan on bringing you the Tory conference next week, but <laughs> that looks a bit like a fucking pointless endeavour at this stage. <laughs> well, the thing, from... but the thing is, the conference is still going to go ahead. They're just going to have to be back in London to vote on shit. Oh, yeah, but I'm not. I don't really want to have to cover a bunch of fucking like. CEOs kind of milling around hoping that an MP pops up like that seems like it's not going to have that much going mm. on um, I'm sure the news will populate itself though in place of the conference <laughs> actually being anything worth talking about so yeah back to a fairly normal one next week if um, any of us <laughs> is aware of what a normal, normal one. one actually is what do you mean <laughs> an back extremely to normal, normal one had a normal one <laughs> <laughs> oh damn so oh. yeah um, I think we'll call it there and we'll see you all next week yeah, thanks, thanks guys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, people keeping on. Stop. Break. Sit.